Welcome back to another episode of Whiskey and Lemon. I am your host, Lana Mercedes. And if you've been keeping up with me on Instagram, then you know I moved. So I took some time off from our regular schedule to get situated. I have a few episodes that were set to drop today, but I wanted to take you all along on my journey the past month so I can share some things I've learned about myself and my moving process. And I hope you enjoy this episode just as much as I enjoyed recording it. I lived in the same place for eight plus years. That's rare to hear from someone my age. People are usually moving a lot in their 20s and 30s, but I also hate the process of moving and even though enjoying the place I lived in was short-lived, I really liked the area it was in. I could walk to essentially anything, Whole Foods, Trader Joe's, and several other grocery stores. USBS, including my PO box, was also within walking distance in addition to other couriers. Downtown was around the corner so I could be at some of my favorite restaurants in a matter of minutes without the use of a car. The weather was great, diversity was existent, and I generally felt safe. I don't have the walkability where I am as much as I did before, but it also makes it a lot less congested and busy because of that. Streets are wider here. Pretty much everywhere I go has its own parking, and you're not searching for street parking or paying at meters all over the place. My previous apartment itself wasn't an issue to me in the beginning because I was in my 20s and I was constantly traveling for work. I was never home. It was private and had just enough space for what I needed it to be. But in my 30s, things that I didn't notice or that didn't bother me in my 20s started to drive me crazy. I was home more, especially over the last few years due to the pandemic. I had no sunlight. I faced south but was blocked by a big old apartment complex. Now I'm higher up and have a view of the mountains from my home. There is no mission for street parking, especially on street cleaning days. Man, did it feel good to remove those calendar alerts from my phone to ensure that my car was on the correct side of the street or to make sure it was moved by 8 a.m. twice a week. Aside from the first world complaints and a landlord that didn't maintain the grounds at all, my biggest gripe with the place was just how old it was and how unmanaged it was by the owner. I attribute a lot of my health issues I have experienced over the years to that place. Your environment plays a much bigger role in your mental health and physical health than most of us could ever imagine. Now that I'm in a much better space, I want to share some things that I've learned and recognized. This is a very special episode to me, and I'm very passionate about the list I'm going to share. So if you have any questions on any of them, please feel free to contact me on Instagram. That's the best place to reach me for things like this. This list will be comprised of things I've learned, recognized during my move, and behaviors I've been intentional with. Also, I do wholeheartedly understand that some of the things I discuss aren't accessible to everyone. I just want to share my experience. Let's get started. Number one is you don't know how much stuff you own until it's time to pack it up and move it. I feel like I got rid of about 30% of my belongings when I moved, but if that's correct, I still had way more than I realized. The interesting thing is that the packing was fairly easy. I had a neighbor that gets a lot of deliveries, so other than a couple of random ones here and there that I was able to get my hands on, the majority of my boxes came from her, so acquiring them was the least of my worries. Moving day also wasn't that intense. The truck was packed to the brim, which supposedly is the best way to do it anyway. 
Every bit of information provided when reserving a truck stated that packing tightly and feeling every space is good so as to minimize sliding, shifting, and falling. So that worked. We loaded the truck in less than two hours, but I realized it could have been even less if I had even less. Now that I'm here and putting things away, adjustments are needed for possessions. For example, in my last place, I don't think I had any bathroom drawers or maybe one, but it was just cabinet space. So then when the bathroom was remodeled, I had six drawers. And over time, I naturally ended up filling those drawers with various products. Well, here I have fewer drawers again. So then I'm left with the dilemma of keeping some items in a box until I run out so that I'm not cramming things into spaces. There's a good trunk full of stuff that I plan to get rid of still here. I just don't have a need for it in this particular place. I have no reason to hold on to it when I don't need to. Also, I don't like some of the things that I had before for this particular place, which brings me to the next point. Not all furniture is versatile. Okay, so fortunately I got rid of most of my furniture and paintings, but some pieces I brought will also need to be making their departure soon. My style has shifted along with relocating. I love a modern and mid-century modern vibe. It wasn't something I was able to do in my last place. That one was totally eclectic. It was about having certain pieces of furniture I wanted for functionality, but really nothing else. Aesthetic just didn't really apply there. It made shopping easy when you saw no need to get a particular style when nothing made sense. At my home now, I'm going for more of a Japandi look, and I must say I am really loving the process of making this place my home. Number three, sunlight is a game changer. In my last place, it was essentially pitch black unless I had the lights on. Not only did that significantly increase my energy bill, but the constant artificial light was terrible for my eyes, my plants had no chance of survival, and my body needed that natural light. It caused migraines, depression, and anxiety, to name a few. Where I am now, I don't turn on the lights until sundown. If I happen to turn on a light on accident in a room with windows, it's so bright already that I don't even notice the light is on. Number four, Mother Nature feeds the soul. No matter how much exposure you get, seeing something outside from a distance feels great. The extent of my outside view from inside my previous apartment was the yard and the apartment building next door. Though seeing the mountains is great, just being able to see the sky, the moon, depending on the direction you're facing, trees, clouds, and the current or potential weather is really just amazing. We know there are other people in the world, but being able to see them sometimes, like knowing that there's life beyond your walls is a requirement. You don't want to feel like you're in a dungeon. Number five, a place you want to take care of. So when I first moved into my previous place, I thought it was cool. I convinced myself it had character because of its old and unique design. And don't get me wrong, there are plenty of older places that have their charm, but I realized I needed a place that could give me what I wanted to give it. For example, cleaning my home is therapeutic for me. I like to listen to a podcast or music and just zone out. Part of that therapy is fed by finishing up and moving throughout your nice and clean space. I couldn't do that anymore. The old place didn't do that for me. Uh, maybe it did when I first moved there, but it certainly didn't do it the last few years. I would clean, but the walls, cabinets, floors, and pretty much everything that was attached to the home just looked old and dirty to me. 
No amount of cleaning would make it appeal to me, so I'd finish my chores and just look around and feel like nothing was done. Imagine running on a treadmill. You're tired and sweaty and maybe some bones hurt. You stop and the screen says, zero seconds, zero calories. You feel a little better because you know what you just did. You know you ran and it helped you feel better. But the therapeutic part was achieved, right? Like, you feel great mental clarity, but you'd also like to know that your workout was conducive to your health goals. But the screen tells you nothing was achieved. That's how I felt. I did feel better mentally, but my apartment looked the same to me. I start saying things like, don't mind my place, it's a mess. In theory, I wouldn't have anyone over if my home was a mess, but because I feel like I could never really make it look nice anymore, it was just a thing I said, even knowing I just cleaned. Then I got lazy. I didn't clean as I used to anymore. To me, there are a few parts to cleaning. There's organizing, sanitizing, and then the aesthetic type of maintenance. I found myself sanitizing and half-assing my organizing, and the aesthetic maintenance was non-existent. Let me explain what I mean by these. The spruce defines cleaning as three steps as well, but just a little bit differently. They categorize cleaning as organizing and then sanitizing and disinfecting, which is more about killing microorganisms like bacteria, viruses, and fungi that can extremely affect your health. So what we would do if someone was sick versus your standard sanitizing of a restroom. So the way I would explain aesthetic type of maintenance is more so like you clean something or there's a spot somewhere and you're actually scrubbing that off and It's not technically organizing and maybe it's not sanitizing. There's just a blemish on the wall or a window and you want to scrub that off to make it look nice and new. Well, I couldn't do that at my last place because everything was just tarnished as far as I was concerned. So no amount of scrubbing would make anything look brand new. It was just old. It was peeling. It just needed to be replaced. And here I'm in a brand new spot. So I don't really have those problems. Of course, there's some spots here and there from construction, but I can clean those fairly easy. It's not like it's just damaged and it needs to be replaced. To sum up, in my new home, I can clean and it looks like I did so. The air is crisp and doesn't reek of old wood. Number six, it's not that scary. Granted, I didn't move very far, so if you're moving across the country or internationally, this could look very different for you, but I moved out of state and only a few hundred miles away. But when I say it's not that scary, I felt nervousness in my body. Not so much because I felt I was moving so far or was terrified to be somewhere else, but just the idea of making a move in the midst of a busy work time. I also wasn't feeling very well. I sold and donated a lot of stuff. So coordinating with buyers was another added task. But the biggest thing for me was being unfamiliar. I've been here many times, but being familiar with the place as a guest is very different than being a resident, but not quite as much as I thought. I, of course, am having to learn where things are, and I'm using my GPS for essentially every place that I go, even if I've been there before, because it'll take some time to retain. But even if I had not spent much time in the exact neighborhood that I'm living in, just knowing that I'm familiar with the city itself brings me a sense of comfort. I also didn't come completely on my own, and I have a relative and a couple of friends in the area, so I don't feel as alone as I might have thought that I would. Number seven, everything is new. Exploring is fun. 
When you live in a city for so long, the desire to explore really isn't there. How many people that live in LA are really exploring LA routinely? I expect not much. But when you're new to a city, you need to learn what your go-to restaurants are and what your shops will be, and that part is really fun. Number eight is expect variances. So this simply just speaks to the fact that you should, of course, visit where you plan to relocate before you actually do it if possible. But keep in mind that a short trip to your new place of residence isn't the same thing as living in that area. Be prepared for some things to be a little better or worse than you may have remembered when you went for a visit. I spent 48 hours here and saw 16 apartments. I saw so many places that I couldn't possibly remember everything about them, including the neighborhoods. What also adds a second layer of memory loss from the visit was that it just so happens that the place I moved into was the first one I visited. So I saw 15 places after this one, just within two days. So safe to say that other than what was across the street, I didn't remember much more than the floor plan itself. So yes, living here is much different and I've learned a lot more about this area in the past month than me just being here for 48 hours. But so far, so good. All right, I have about seven more things that I want to cover, so I'm going to go ahead and save that for next week's episode. But in the meantime, again, if you have any questions on the things that I've already covered in today's episode, please make sure to send me a DM on Instagram. More than happy to provide some more insight on those topics. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. I have two quotes for you this week, and the first one is by Catherine Pulsifer. Every day is a chance to begin again. Don't focus on the failures of yesterday. Start today with positive thoughts and expectations. And the second one is by Martin Luther King Jr. Take the first step in faith. You don't have to see the whole staircase. Just take the first step. If you're enjoying what you're hearing, please subscribe and leave a review on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. You can find me at Haylana Mercedes on Instagram to submit your questions and topic suggestions. Thanks for listening. <laughs>